Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. And that's my 90th podcast. That's 90th time I've had this conversation with a woman. I am joined by Siobhan Graham. I knew Siobhan many, many years ago in another role and we recently reconnected and I invited her onto the podcast. And I am so glad that we did. We spoke for a long time before we even got around to recording, which was great to just have that connection and start to really understand that journey that she's been on. It was great to talk about trust, about having your own back, about those moments of reflection, about understanding what she knew for sure and that what she knew for sure was that she had her. This is just a perfect sublime conversation. It's very honest and really does inspire you to think about what is it that I actually want to do and what's best for me. I hope that you enjoy it. Siobhan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. It really is. Tell us a bit about you. Where do I start? And that's not to suggest there's lots to say, by the way. It's because that question is, is hard. You know, I think as women, we maybe don't often get asked that, you know, tell me about you. But so I prepared. Uh-huh. I, I had to actually prepare who I am. So in no particular order, this is who I am, Anne Hughes. I'm a feminist. I'm an aunt. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm a mental health champion. I'm in perimenopause because I'm 48. I have three dogs who I adore. I'm self-employed, which is new. I'm loyal, funny, kind and brave. Although when I say funny, I'm in the presence of comedy greatness. So (laughs) I'm definitely not the funniest in the room today. (laughs) (laughs) I so wish we were in the same room, Siobhan. I really do. Me too. I do because we've known each other. Well, we knew each other many, many years ago. But just reconnected very recently so it's great to be chatting to you I cannot believe how lovely it is to to be in a in a space with you and you know what I hate that phrase space but I just said it we've just spent some time chatting and we we do for for your listeners we'll do do full disclosure we came on to the podcast at one o'clock and it's now over an hour and a half later um (laughs) because we've just been gassing and that's what I said to Anne because I listened to a few of her podcasts and I think the the vibe that you create with your podcast is so and I don't mean this to sound naff it's so real and authentic and like I'm just sitting chatting with some fabulous women over a lager in line. Ah. My drink of choice. Ah, I would be having a cider blackcurrant, but I agree. <gasps> and that was the actually when I started doing the podcast at the beginning, I came up with the concept halfway through the pandemic and started doing it at the beginning of 2021. And that was why, because I think women, we were missing those interactions and I wanted to create a vibe where you could sit and listen to it and feel as if you were having whatever your drink of choice is as you sit and chat with us here. Love it. So tell me, after all the chatting that we've done, I've got absolutely no idea what you're going to see here. But Siobhan Graham, <laughs> tell me, what do you know for sure? So what I know for sure, that is a big question and it caused me some anxiety this morning but good good anxiety not bad anxiety as I was thinking and I realized that over the last 18 months I've learned so many things for sure I've learned a lot about myself as I've been going through I don't know what to call it you know everybody has to give a name to something so let's say 
a breakdown or burnout or whatever it was. But I've decided that what I know for sure is that I'm going to trust myself. I'm always going to trust myself and my gut and I'm going to back myself. And that's definitely something that I have not done in the past. In fact, I've probably done the exact opposite. I probably thought if I know something for sure, it's definitely wrong. That's how little I trusted myself. Um, But that is different now. And how is that really, really new? Did you always have an inkling that you trusted yourself? Or is it actually like, oh, my God, it's like the colour of the sky just changed? Is it that big? It is that big. It is, that, it is that big. And um, it's horrifying to me that it's that big. But again, I'm not going to use that as something else to beat myself up about. It just is what it is. It's happened at 48. And you know what? I won't spend another second of my life. And we've talked about how precious life is and your incredible story. Um, my God. Um just spent some anybody that's listening to this Anne and I spent about an hour and a half talking before we started this which was probably (laughs) we probably weren't meant to do that but anyway I just yeah this woman oh my god so yeah it is oh my god it's such pleasure it to trust myself and back myself um but I'm always going to do it I'm never ever going to have that feeling that gut sense that inkling that twitch whatever it is as soon as I get it I'm gonna 100% back myself like my life depends on it mm-hmm. and you said something there and you talked about a moment of reflection and I think what I, I often hear in speaking to people in the podcast or my radio show in my life that they feel as if when you have a change of heart that has to be a big thunderclap lightning bolt change but it's not always like that is it Siobhan? Well I was thinking about you know when did I realise this and when has it been bedded in because you know one of my I was talking to a friend this morning and I said what am I going to say you know (laughs) because of course I couldn't possibly think about that myself and she said this is what you're going to say you're going to say trust yourself you're going to say back yourself because that's what you've been banging on about for the last three months you've been saying if I've learned anything this is what I've learned so you know it's it's it wasn't a thunderclap moment it definitely has built up over a period of me being quite ill um over the last 18 months but now it's there it feels like a thunderclap it feels like you said like the sky has changed color and I really thought a lot you know before saying these things because like you know I want to be a you know I like to think I'm an authentic woman I don't want to say bs I want to say things that are true and I thought yeah I'm never I'm never not going to be a person who backs herself again Uh I know that I believe what I what I know is true and and I'm always going to back myself and I think women and particularly women of of you know that are a certain age we haven't been brought up to back ourselves you know for whatever reason yeah. we've been brought up to not fill the space and to make ourselves smaller and I and I wonder if this resonates with you and you know being told to be less to be quieter to not be so funny to <laughs> to you know many have down. tried many have failed <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting that whole concept of 
backing yourself and it's actually I do some professional coaching and within that environment I'll often say to people have you ever wondered what your day would like would be like if you just backed yourself all day if you had your own back if you trusted yourself for one day will you try it with me and get people to try it for a day to see how that feels so you've been doing that for a wee bit longer than a day now how different does life feel on the inside when you know that you've got your own back that's such a good question Well, I've been through quite a lot of change recently. So I was off work sick for a while and from a job that I absolutely lived and breathed Mm -hmm. and an organisation that I adore and I still adore it. You know, the work that Women for Women International does is the most incredible life-changing work for women in conflict-affected countries. And it was my hugest honour and privilege to work there and then to lead the organisation as managing director. So when I was forced to, by my by the level of my illness, to say, do you know what, I can't keep going to work anymore, I have to go off sick, yeah. you know, that was probably the start of me backing myself, even though I didn't mm. realise it at the time. And then my recovery, and I did feel like... I was fighting for my life. I did feel like this was a different level of mental illness than I'd ever had before. And I I had have had depression and anxiety since my late teens and it's been well managed. I have a wonderful doctor, take medication, I do all sorts of things. And I know how to, you know, if I if I take a slip, I know how to get myself well. I've got lots of tools in my toolkit. But this was completely different and escalated to levels that I have never experienced before and I was really worried for my survival which again is quite new for me to say things like this because it's you know it does it's hard to 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 say these things you know and thank you for for saying them in this space was it the pandemic or was it something else do you feel do you know it it's, it's such a good question again it, it wasn't the pandemic and I know the pandemic has been horrific for so many people and has affected people's mental health and all aspects of people's lives the pandemic allowed me to keep going longer than maybe I would have done if we had cooped up in our homes and our world made very small so the fact that I could continue to work and continue to live my live the life that I was living via Zoom at home allowed me to continue to work and getting more and more sick. So yeah, it was it was something different, and it was the fact that you know I loved my job. I loved my job. I've always been a grafter. You know, yeah. we have a, a similar kind of background, and and we come from families that graft, and you know, hard work is everything. And yeah, and. Um, you know I yeah sorry go on no that's okay so you said there and I thought it was it was beautifully wise that you said that going off work was probably the first sign that you were you had your own back and so while a lot of people would see not going to work you know a a weak thing to do it was actually perhaps one of the the bravest things for you to do I don't know if you read Brenny Brown or you listen to Brenny Brown and she talks about it's only when you feel vulnerable and scared that you get the opportunity to actually realise how brave that you actually can be do do you feel brave on the other side of what you've just been through to be able to sit here and say I've got my own back after maybe never realising that for 47 years oh my god absolutely and you know 
Yeah, what you just said that 100 million percent. And you know what? To my shame, I was one of those people that thought going off was going off work sick was never for me and would make was a sign of my weakness. Yeah. Although 100 million percent supportive of anybody that I worked with or worked for me, okay. looking after themselves and taking their time off work and looking on. But it wasn't for me. I wasn't going to be that person. And I used to say, I can't possibly go off work because because I'm, you know, because it's part of my toolkit you know, staying well. Well, I think that was just a load of BS, wasn't it? You know, no, it wasn't. Working in the way that I was working, giving 100% of myself to my work, when we know that, another thing we know for sure, work won't love you back. Yeah. Um, You know, that's a a book I'm reading at the moment, (laughs) very slowly. You know, that was... you know that was something that was incredibly brave for me it was it was totally new and totally brave and that was the that was the level to which I had sunk and to which I felt like I was fighting for my survival I had to do things differently fundamentally differently in order to survive and get through this and so I did uh-huh. And when you reflect now, you know, your your career still got plenty of fuel in the career tank to go forward Thanks very much. yes yes do you <laughs> Do you feel better for more positive, more optimistic about what the rest of your career could be like now that you have got your own back, that you trust yourself? Absolutely. So I have started uh, my own business with another ex-colleague from the organisation that I worked at. And we are starting our own little hustle. Mm-hmm. Um that we're both fundraising marketing communications people so we're starting our own business and you know I was saying to you earlier and you know I have talked about starting my own business working for myself since I was in my 20s and I'm so thrilled that this horrific time that I've had this horrific time for my illness where I literally felt like I was fighting for my survival has I've come out of that tunnel and I'm able to do something that I've always wanted to do and I'm going to give it my all. You know, it's terrifying by the way, but I'm going to give it my all because again, I don't want to waste another second. I want to say that I tried it and that I gave it my full, my full strength and my full power, my full bravery and my full talent. And then if it fails, it fails. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, and I get also, as you know, I'm freelance a wee bit further down the road maybe than you now, but what Mm. was, when I decided to chuck my job and become freelance, it was like, what was more terrifying to me? Not knowing where my next piece of work was coming from or working in an environment where I wasn't being respected. Actually, that was more terrifying. Yeah. That was more terrifying to me. I would rather be in debt to the bank and not be able to pay my mortgage than be in debt to my own soul. <laughs> Do you resonate with that? Do you resonate with that? can you hear me yes yes yes. um absolutely absolutely you know because there's been times in the last few months where I've been like what on earth have I done Uh, I gave away this job that I absolutely loved you know my god I was managing director of the most amazing women's rights organization that does the most amazing work that works with nine you know just some yeah anyway whatever I am you know I said what I am at the start (laughs) you know and I and I gave it away I I said no my health is more important you know exactly what you said I said you know what I'm going to prioritize my health and my well-being and my life and my balance and my ability to look after myself I'm going to choose me for once I'm going to choose me I'm not going to choose the job because I'm more than the job that's another thing that I've realized you know I'm not just that job 
And it took me ages to be able to say to people, I'm going to be self-employed. Because it's really hard to not just identify yourself as, oh, I'm Siobhan Graham, I'm the Managing Director of Women for Men International. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not anymore. So what the hell am I? Right? So, yeah. And I find the thing about how we label ourselves is, like, fascinating. And that's all people. I don't think that that's unique to women, although I think women are particularly good at all those labels we give ourselves because where I worked when I had, had met you and then when I lost that job, I didn't know who I was without that job. And it was really hard to be able to start a conversation because I couldn't tell them that that's who I was. So do you, yes. are you, are you part, do you feel that now that you've chosen you, that you're past the, the idea of having to label yourself and that you're more open to your label being lots of different things perhaps? Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's um, you know, that kind of crazy long introduction of who am I? You know, it took me a while to think to think that because I thought she's going to say, Siobhan, you know, introduce yourself. Siobhan Graham, I'm the managing director of the woman. Or I'm Siobhan Graham, I'm the fundraiser at Blah Blah Place. You know, that was so, now I realise that was so limiting. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was one very small aspect of who I am and who I want to be. And now I'm all those things that I said at the start. And I was all those things before, by the way. Yeah, but I just never was. I was wasn't really valuing them. And how dare I not value the fact that I'm an aunt to the most gorgeous, wonderful nieces in the whole world, yeah. and that I'm a feminist, which means the world to me. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's like you know, it's it's so wonderful to be lots of different things, isn't it? And that's what we all are, lots of different things all the time. But we limit ourselves to I'm this job, or I'm this mum, or I'm this sister. Yeah. we're not all those things all at the same time uh-huh and when you talked about your career there Siobhan you said I am choosing me so that's why you have became freelance so you chose me do you feel that that has empowered you to choose yourself yeah. in other parts of your life as well absolutely yeah so <laughs> I'm laughing because it, it still kind of makes me laugh so I used to be and this, and I know, because in my therapy, we discuss it. And by the way, everybody should have therapy because that's why I know for sure therapy is wonderful. Um, I have been in the blue to make themselves feel better. Like, um, you know, all this kind of self-care, inverted commas, self-care, the way that the, the term self-care has been appropriated to mean a whole host of things was not me. And I was very dismissive and judgy about all that. And that is not cool. And the reason why I was dismissive and judgy was because I couldn't embrace it. I couldn't allow myself to explore that side of, of me for whatever reason. I don't know. But now I'm, you know, I'm fully exploring, you know, all those things, but in my way. It's in a way that works for me. So I go to yoga, but I'm not, you know, doing a backbend and putting my my foot behind my ear, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my version of yoga. I'm doing my version of Pilates. I'm doing my version of mindfulness. Yeah. You know, when I was first off work sick, my goodness, for the first two months, I barely left the house. And I actually thought at one point, oh, my God, Siobhan, are you ever going to be able to, are you ever going to be back to normal, whatever normal was? I spent about two months colouring in. I got the most amazing felt tips, most amazing colouring books, and I was burning through colouring books. One of my gorgeous friends kept sending me refresher felt pens because I was just using them, burning through them. And I had Grey's Anatomy on in the background, 17 series. But I wasn't watching it. It was just white noise. Yeah. That was my version of, like, being in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, those things absolutely helped me. You know, they saved me. They made me well. And I had... 
I had the I made these posters that I put around my house. You know, you are brave and strong. You are exactly where you need to be right now. You are speaking truth to power. You are, you know, so that everywhere I went, I was seeing these affirmations. Mm-hmm. And previously, I'd have been like, affirmations? Are you kidding me? But I found these. You know, but I know these things work. So yeah. I found a way that it sat well with me, mm-hmm. and it, these things saved my life. They helped me. Yeah, undoubtedly, I think that as we spoke about before we started the podcast and that big long chat we had, it's like that inner self to be, I was, hi, I'm always incredibly kind to myself. And I think that saves me every day of the week. Without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. And so now as you look to the future, do you feel more positive about it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I still get scared every day. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, like we said at the start, I back myself. I say, well, being scared is good, right? Being yeah. scared means I'm realistic, that this won't be easy. Yeah. And I will have to go out and sell myself, which doesn't always sit well. I was brilliant at selling the charities that I worked for. Not so great at selling myself, but I will. I'll do it. I'll learn and I'll be brilliant at it. And I've got my business partner, who's a total chosen sister, mm-hmm. um, Lucy Scanlon. And we've started our business and it's something incredibly close to our hearts. And it's about, you know, part of it is about lifting up women led organizations and working pro bono with them, you know, for 20% of our time. And we're making a business that's based on our values and our passions and and our strengths and we're just you know it's going to be tough but it's going to be great and I'm I'm really excited okay I'm really excited for you Siobhan thank you so much (laughs) for joining me on the podcast thank you so much for having me and it was so wonderful to be back in touch it is it is thanks Siobhan thanks and bye Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.